I was on TikTok the other day. All right. I talked with you about this. Somebody was trying to defend why Marvel's Eternals had a, a bad rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, that's right. Yes, and claimed that uh, obviously the reason that critics do not like it is because most of them are straight white men, and there are characters in Eternals that are not straight white men. And so obviously they would just clearly not like it as much, and they would give it a bad rating because not all the characters in Eternals are straight white men. And I just... You know, I just wanted to know what you thought of that right there. Uh, well, Ethan, as you pointed out when we were talking about this the other day, there are a great deal of other movies with lead characters who are not straight or white. Or um, men. Or men, which have received high marks mm-hmm. from r- critics who are straight and white and men. I know. Marvel, Marvel movies, in fact. Yes, um, I know. Captain Marvel, I think, was one of them. Captain Marvel. Black Panther. Black Panther. Um, for some non-Marvel projects, you had In the Heights, yeah. which weirdly was criticized for being not diverse enough, but that's an entirely different, yeah, entirely uh, different thing. Different thing. Yeah. But yes, to your point, mm-hmm. all yeah, sorts of movies. Stupid pieces. It's criticism. almost like maybe just sometimes a, a movie, movie just isn't good. It just well, it just isn't as good as the others. Right, and that's okay. We right. don't have to be assigning conspiracy, right. racist, you know, right. sexist. Theories and agendas, everybody. Yeah. Like, maybe a critic just didn't think the movie was that good. Just based on the trailer, which, uh, well, I'll just say this. Just based on the trailer, I'm sure that the biggest <laughs> problem with that movie is going to be the fact that it has characters who aren't white. Yeah. Well, obviously, if the character is an Asian lead, that means the people are not going to rate it high. Uh, uh, wait a minute. Hold on. Shang-Chi just came out. All Asians. <laughs> and it's like sitting at a 96%, like one of the highest rated of all time. But, Ethan, that's because we can quantifiably prove that the critics who reviewed that movie yeah. are, um, we're all Asian. Oh, obviously. Obviously. Yeah, that, that totally must have it's, been it. It's a quantifiable yeah. statement that mm-hmm. I just made about yeah. the demographic of critics who went to see Shang-Chi. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Welcome to C-Squared, the podcast about hot takes Ad homonyms, and the last thing that I don't remember, um, what, what uh, logical fallacies. Logical fallacies. That's right. That's so, uh, right. Daniel, last uh, podcast, I assigned you the new Dune movie. Sure in did. any capacity, we went and saw it. I've seen it a couple times now. You've seen it a couple times. You're not done with the book yet, but you're done right. with the part of the book that the movie adapted. I am. So. Um, I gave you Dune. You now have 60 seconds to give us a hot take about the new movie Dune. Well, I will say, as a straight white man, there were enough. Um, there were just not enough white men in the movie for my taste. So <laughs> that, that is obviously how people. That's, that, that's how people that judge is. movies. Yes, clearly. that is. That's how I always uh, critique mm-hmm. my movies. Uh, no, just kidding. Of course. Uh, let me restart the timer. There. <laughs> um, no. So I was looking around the internet just to see what people had to say about this movie. I was very yeah. curious. And frankly, there are a couple of things about the movie that I know I wasn't a huge fan of, but I, I'm still a little undecided on how much I didn't like the things that were in the movie. So I kind of have two two things about the movie that, I, that I'm not too crazy about. Okay. Um, the first one I think I feel, I feel more strongly about. So I will save that one for later. Okay, the first one. Yeah, so I guess that makes it the second one. <laughs> so yeah. the first one that I will talk about is the uh, the soundtrack. Okay. The um, music? The music, yes. I, I was not... Yeah, sorry. The score. Okay. Not yeah. the soundtrack. I got it. Yes, the score. Uh, I, was, I was not the world's biggest fan of the score. Okay. I thought it was pretty noisy. I even went back and listened to it just separate from the movie today to see if I still thought the same. And I do. I thought, as Hans Zimmer goes... We'll go ahead and start the debate timer mm-hmm. here. As as Hans Zimmer typically uh, writes 
I I was kind of underwhelmed. The whole na ya like yeah. that that was cool. The, like from enchanting. Yeah, sound. I thought that was really cool, but okay. that was that was kind of it. All right. On the second pass of the movie, I remember thinking the music. It, it was not very very memorable, especially yeah. compared to some of his other projects. And uh, in moments where it was, you know, loud, like loudly featured, mm-hmm. I was just not very impressed by it. Yeah. There was lots of, you know, n- like noise. Noises. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say something. Uh, this is something that I've noticed, um, and, he, and I like it, but there is a pattern I've noticed with Hans Zimmer, especially in the last two movies that he scored that I remember. Um, what was the that, last one he did? Um, uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Oh, okay. I, he might have done something in between, but that's what I'm thinking of. It's the same director. There, there's a there's a pattern I've noticed that Hans Zimmer has, has his music has started to shift from not just music, but almost like the music is simultaneous with sound design, and they're like mixed. Right. And so, like, I've noticed it. I noticed it with Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah. And I really noticed it with this movie. Is that like he's not just making music. He he just makes a bunch of a bunch of sounds. Sounds. And it like. I think it fits the tones of the movies, and I think it it sounds cool when you're watching the movie, but it's not it's not good music. You know what I mean? Right? Yes, I do. Um, I think in Blade in a movie like Blade Runner 2049, I th- I think it worked. Yeah. I don't think that it it hit the vibe of Dune very well. And really? In fact, I thought that the soundtrack the soundtrack the score yeah. was at its best moments when it was most musical. Mm-hmm. Like those were the moments that I thought it captured the essence of the movie the most and those move uh, those moments were kind of uh yeah few and far between yeah so some of the tracks that i really love were for instance the song when they're leaving caladan it's this really big yeah. epic musical scene there's a lot of emotions and epicness there that i just the bag I really love that theme. i was just about to say the atreides oh, bagpipes man. Whoo! incredible it's good stuff yeah the little really fremen chant mm-hmm. yeah that stuff all that really to me i mean i don't know how you explain it but it, it just felt like dune like when you right. hear it it like it somehow like captures vibes that I felt while reading the book. I don't even know how you explain that. Yeah, and I I heard some people say that, um, but you just, you don't think that it does. I don't, and okay. and maybe that's just my opinion. Is there any way you think you can like explain why you think that is? Or? Um, I will say I think I will say this because I don't feel particularly strongly about about this point. That's why I led with it okay, because yeah. there are moments where I feel like it really does do that. Like the mm-hmm. first time we're introduced to a worm, Ooh, yeah. I remember the music in that scene. The first time we watched really it in Dolby epic. Cinema, being really epic and big and musical, and thinking this is mm-hmm. like this is what exactly what the scene is supposed to be. It's exactly how I pictured it in the book, and oh, the yeah. music was perfect. Oh yeah. But I'm trying to think of a specific example of another scene. Where the music just was not uh, was not doing it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, what about I think? And I can't. So um, I'm thinking of another track, the the Benny Jesser track, where he kind of does a similar thing, where he has like the Fremen theme, where it's like the screaming woman, but like the Benny Jesser is just a bunch of women, just like yeah, honey, yeah, honey, yes, honey, yes, honey. yes, 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 yeah. That's yeah. at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, was that similar? You think that one works? Doesn't? Yeah, work? I wasn't a huge fan of that track. I don't know that I have a specific track that mm-hmm. I have in mind. And again, I don't feel super strongly about this, but I just kind of wanted to throw it out there. Something I wasn't a huge fan of. Maybe it goes to show, if you can't think of a specific track, maybe the tracks, individual tracks weren't memorable enough. Right. Well, well, that that could be it. And the ones that were good, by the way, are are memorable. Like, I remember the bagpipe, and I remember the little Fremen chant. And other than that, um, I pretty much forgot that Hans Zimmer scored the movie 
actually at all until I yeah. started watching it a second it's, time. It's one of those soundtracks, and this is what I told you, because um, I kind of like half agree, half disagree. I think it all works when you're watching it in the movie. Um, like even the Benny Gesserit, like screaming and like the weird noises, right. like, you know, for like the gum jabar scene, like the, when you're watching the movie, it like mixes with the sound design and it's, I think it evokes exactly the mood that they were going for. But a lot of those tracks, if you try to listen to them on their own, they just sound like a lot of it sounds like screeches and noises, right? And noises, you know? Yeah. Like the so gum jabar m- scene where it's like kind of noise and then, Right, and it's like yeah. that's not music. It's just like a it's shriek. It's just a noise. You know? So maybe like, like as a standalone score, not his best work. Yeah. But when you combine it with all the visual elements of the movie, yeah, you're I, saying it's I probably it, a little better. Because I've seen the movie a couple times now, and, and I love the music and the sounds. I think it all blends together really well. And there's mm. like two or three tracks that I can listen to on their, on, on their own. Yeah, you could be right. Yeah. And again, I don't feel super strong. strong. I will say, though, compared to some of his other movies, I remember... Even, like, movies that he wrote for children, like, you yeah. know, Kung Fu Panda. Or Lion King. Yeah, or The Lion King, or um, even, like, Man of Steel, like, comic book movies. Yeah. Like, Man of Steel had a soundtrack that was more memorable and really, like, profound when I was watching the movie than yeah. Dune did, I feel like. I remember being blown away that by little, the score of that, that movie. That little subtle... I know. String is one of my favorite I know. Notes. I remember being absolutely floored by the music in that yeah. movie, and um, it just didn't it happen. It was one of the did. major improvements of the Zack Snyder's Justice League, just even just having better music. Right. Like the Man of Steel theme. Just yeah. Just like improved a lot of the scenes. Yeah, it's a, a great It's a great theme. I mean, yeah. he really does do good stuff. But, I just didn't feel like Dune But again, this point, work. you don't feel as super strong about it. No, and also, yeah. Hans Zimmer said, like, Dune, he opted out of doing... Tenet. Tenet, that's right. He opted yeah. out of doing Tenet in favor of doing Dune because Dune is like his, his life dream. I just did not come away from that movie thinking that it sounded like Hans Zimmer's mm-hmm. passion project. Yeah. Like, and I, by the way, I am not a musical mind, you know, I am at best a, a casual musician, so I'm not making an artistic, you know, judgment on Hans Zimmer. I just, compared to his other stuff, I was just not. Yeah, I was just not as impressed. Well, again, what I'll say is I think it works when you pair it with the movie, but unlike his other stuff, I think a lot of his other music can be listened to separate, and they're just as awesome. Right. And this one is different. I don't know, man. You don't think so? I don't know, because I'm telling you, I have memories just, of, of sitting in the theater watching Man of Steel and being, like, absolutely... Wowed. T- yeah, just knocked back in my seat by the music in that movie. And Kung Fu Panda, it was it was the exact same way. And that's a kid's movie. Yeah. And the score for that was epic. I mean, it was epic. And mm-hmm. the, the Dark Knight trilogy um, was the same thing. I mean, it did not come away with Dune with that. No, movie. it didn't. Yeah. In fact, the music was not even on my mind until I actually heard somebody else bring it up. And I was like, actually, yeah, no, now that you mention it, I don't, I don't even remember the music in that movie except for the bagpipes. Yeah. And, um, Hey, man, though, honestly, the bagpipes, they make up for everything because they're so awesome. Yeah, the bagpipes. The first time the bagpipes played in the theater, I, I my jaw did drop. I was yeah, like, holy seen, cow, this is incredible. Cool. Yeah, and then when they're when they're battling and they play the bagpipes uh, again, it's so epic. That is a jaw, I mean, yeah. literally a jaw-dropping scene. My mouth was uh, was wide open Just in thinking the about it, I'm, I'm getting chills. It, I, and I will say this about Dune in case, you know, just I did like the movie a lot, and I think it is... It's one of the best looking movies. Oh yeah, that I've ever seen. It's up Absolutely. there with with uh, Blade Runner, uh, twenty forty nine to mm-hmm. be certain. Because that movie was also, I think, one of the best looking movies I've ever seen. Yeah, 
It's just it's funny that you say that because what you what you feel about the Dune score is how I feel about the Blade Runner twenty forty nine score. I don't remember the Blade Runner twenty forty nine score, but I just remember while I was like listening to it in the theater, I was like, "This is incredible!" And I like went and grabbed the soundtrack on Spotify. I was like, "I want to listen to this," and it's a bunch of like mechanical electronic screeching and whirring, and it's just it's just very weird. There's like two songs that I listen to from that soundtrack. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, we've been talking about half for half our time for this one. Yeah, that's true. This one isn't even your main point. That's uh, true. What's the uh, What's the main thing, your main hot take? So my main hot take is, um, it's kind of a two-pronged hot take. Okay. The first is after a second pass, I think I've officially decided I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the way they ended the movie. Okay. I, th- I thought it was r- super rushed. Okay. On the second pass especially, I thought it was mega rushed. All right. And also, and this is just a personal preference thing, I don't even know that we need to argue about this, but like... There are two long scenes of dialogue in the book mm-hmm. that are very cool scenes of dialogue. A couple yeah. of the coolest scenes in the book and very important for character development. One at a dinner party and one in a staff meeting with the Duke, which they almost had in the movie. Yeah, and, then the didn't. and I was just upset that neither of those scenes were in the movie. And yeah. the dinner party scene, they had a picture on IMDb of Rebecca Ferguson and Oscar Isaac dressed in costume for that scene. For that scene. Yeah. And so I saw the picture and was like, yes, the dinner party scene. We're going to get at least part of it. And then we didn't. So I was actually, yeah. I was really disappointed. But my, my, I think my larger gripe at this point is the ending. Is the ending. Yeah. The duel with, with, um, I think, yeah, I think Jamis. there's more debate to be had in the ending. Cause I, I, after watching, I've seen it three times now. I really, really like the ending. So I think we could actually argue about that one. Yeah. So. I, I think, um, every time I have talked about the ending of the movie, what I have said is it was just way cooler in the book. Mm-hmm. And I think that's my gripe with it. Yeah. And I, I don't know that that's so it's that been, that's even fair. Yeah. It's just kind of the way it is. So it's been like a year since I've read the book. Can you refresh on some of the details and context in the book that make that scene cooler? In yeah, your yeah, okay. So Jessica and Paul, they're wandering through the desert, and then they find the Fremen. Yeah. Stilgar tries to kill Jessica, yeah. and she takes him out. Paul takes out. Jamis disarms him and scuttles up to the rocks all just like happens in the movie yeah and then Stilgar is like whoa hey you know I didn't know you were a a weirding woman like he calls her in the movie and a Mm -hmm. fighter and like we will you bested me and we will take you to our little Fremen hideout and and help you out and so they do that and so Jessica and Paul are kind of hanging out with the Fremen for a while and they learn some things about the Fremen um and then Jamis is he's kind of butthurt about the fact that Paul kicked the crap out of him out in the desert. Yeah. Um, and that Jessica beat up on Stilgar. And got away with it. And kind of got away with it, yeah. yeah. So it's it's a slower burn. And then um, the, the situation is pretty much what happened in the movie. It just is drawn out. And there's a lot more context to it. And also, I just remember the... And this is not something I anticipated, but the the visual, like the image that's described in the book, mm-hmm. was just a lot more epic and cool and kind of chilling than um, and ritualistic than the duel that we got. than the duel that we got in the movie. Okay, it, it was uh, it was in a dark cave. Neither of them had on still suits, which was part of the ritual. Yeah, which was a small detail, and I don't mean to be that person, but like it was. <laughs> well, in the book, in the, they, they, were, in the they book, wore still they, suits. They took the still it suits off. It happened in Siege Tabor, not in the freaking <laughs> desert. Right, and like. Like, again, those are, you know, narrative details. But it, it just it does add some gravity to the scene that you yeah. just don't get in the movie. And um, you you miss some of the ritualistic properties 
of the Fremen that make them so cool and, frankly, really scary because there's yeah. this cold objectivity that everybody has to this duel that's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, And it's death is a mandatory part of it, and everybody knows it. And there's just this, like, calm objectivity to, yeah. to the whole thing because it's, you know, it's a ritual. And you get some of that in the movie, but not as much as I would have liked. So yeah. that's... So, kind of okay, so I think as far as, like losing some of the rituals of the Fremen. Uh, I think that's going to be expounded upon in the second movie. I think I you're agree. supposed to get a little taste of it in this scene, and we're going to be all about that in part two. Because right. they're going to be in the siege, there's going to be that time jump. They'll be all all with the whole Fremen traditions and rituals, all that good stuff. Um, so I don't really know. I think when we see part two, that probably... I mean, my prediction is that that probably won't be as big of a problem for you. Uh, because you'll get, I think, a lot more of that. I think my movie. problem really boils down to the conversation that led up to the duel. Okay. Because everything... Like in the movie? Yeah, everything okay. prior to that was exactly how it was in the book. And it yeah. doesn't need to be exactly how it was in the book for me. But, like, even from an objective storytelling point, I think if I had not read the book and I was watching that... It would feel weird. I would be like, wait, what? Huh? Like, where did this come from? Yeah. Like, what? Huh? And then, and then the movie's over. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, wh- oh, wait, what? Yeah, hold on. Yeah, like... Yeah. So. so, okay, so I'll make a little bit of a concession. I will say, like, it is a little, I will say, and I did I did think it was weird the first time I watched it. J- Jameis is just like, uh, starts talking about, like, a duel and where's your champion and all this. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, this kind of has come a little bit out of nowhere. Yeah, out of nowhere. It doesn't feel out of, out of nowhere as much the second and third time. It, but, it felt more out of nowhere for me the second but time. But I will say this, um, because I like where they're ending, I like that they end it allied with the Fremen and heading into the siege. Right. Um, because I think that's just a really great cinematic ending where they go in, they see a taste of the Fremen, they're like riding worms, they're, you know, they're finally, you see the light at the end of the tunnel, they've made allies, Paul has achieved what he set out to do, what his father set out to do, which is allied with the Fremen, and it would take like 20 more minutes to like have him go to the siege and then, you know, integrate and with you the would Fremen be, and all And you would this. be introducing the Fremen, yeah. which are a critical part of the entire story, yeah. at the end of the movie. At the end of the movie, which, which like, would be really which way weird. do. Like, yeah. you can't introduce the siege at the end of the movie. And so what I think, and I bet you, I bet you the writer and the director would probably agree with you. I, I mean, I can't say that for certain, but I right. bet you what, what they had to do was they had to make a little bit of a concession. Right, they did. a better ending. They did. So that way the second movie can be even better. They can spend that explanation and introductions at the beginning of a movie, of the next movie, instead of the end of this movie, which would be really weird. Even just to have, even just to have Stilgar say, okay, you guys can come with us. And then during their journey, yeah. so like Jamis. J- Jamis is like getting himself worked up and finally before they get yeah. to the siege, but he's like, like right we're not going, or like we are not going another step until something yeah. is done about all Maybe this. Maybe just, like, five extra minutes. Right, just just journeying. a little time to, like, let it breathe because it's just yeah. whack, 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 and then I'm upset, we're going to fight. No, you can't challenge a Sayadina, which, by the way, if you haven't read the book, that would make absolutely zero sense. It's yeah. like, wait, what? literally what is happening? Mm-hmm. And then, like, the duel scene is really cool, by the way. I yeah. mean, it's just, and very book accurate. There's lots of little subtle details about their fighting that the book is very descriptive about. And if you've read the book, you you can tell it's, you know, they were they did their best to be faithful with the the actual combat, the actual the, fight, right? Itself. With the actual fight itself, yeah. it was very cool. But it's just like for you, it's almost not even so much the duel; it's just like the transition into the duel. Yeah, and even from an objective storytelling point, like it is the end of the movie, and it, it does feel like they crammed it in at the end because they had to. Yeah, like that's how it feels. Mm-hmm. Like and they knew where the ending they wanted, but right. the duel would. The duel scene would be weird at the beginning of the next movie. Yes. It would feel weirder here, so let's just kind of take a concession here at the end and of this movie. And just kind of slap it on the slap end. It in. And yeah. 
Yeah. And, and I just didn't like that, especially yeah. because in the book, it's it's one of my favorite scenes. Parts. It's, it's really epic. It's very yeah. epic. And mm-hmm. part of the reason it's epic is because there's... Context. Because there's a little more context. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's fair. I think there'll be more context when you watch the second movie. I think you're right. And I also think, I mean, I guess it was different for you. For me, when I watched it again, it didn't feel as out of nowhere. Maybe that's just because I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. I, it, you know? Honestly, so it felt more out felt of more nowhere the second time. Yeah. I remember thinking, okay, I thought this was a little rushed the first time. Mm-hmm. And it really oh, it really was now. the second time. Yeah. yeah it, I, I, I come to, I think, really that it was a concession. Um, and honestly, in my mind, not a massive concession, right? You know, like I mean, it didn't make doesn't make the movie bad. No, you know? and they and they still were as accurate as they could as, possibly as they could. have been, yeah. given the, what, to, what the they actual did. end where he's officially allied with the Fremen. You know, right? And they walk off, and they're seeing the siege far away, and oh, this is only the beginning, and you just get an inkling of oh, you know exactly what they're going to do next movie. You know, right. now that they're allied with the Fremen, yes. you can just see it all. Right. I think it's a really great. The actual ending, ending is really great. Yes, I think it's almost perfect. Really, yeah, like, yeah. It's the that, best that, way that's could, not what I take issue with. I, I understand just, that the movie was kind of leading to that yeah. point, but um, what I'm saying is the duel having to roughly transition. I it's know, like a rough concession and, to make, and, to and make it, that work. So it well. was a rough transition. It was. Like, yeah, I think you know, I think I would agree with you on that. Yeah, one. that it is, but you don't, you don't mind it. As I much don't as mind I did. it as much. Yeah. No, to me, it's not as big of a deal. Yeah, you know, it's I like one of those because, and here's why I'll tell you why: because the rest of the movie, like, it really is so good and so faithful most of the time. Right. I mean, most of the changes they make are stuff they have to cut out for time. That's you true. Know what I mean, like. And most of the scenes do breathe and do have space. And so if there's just like if there's one scene that's like, oh, that was a little rough, like I, mean, I can deal with that. You know me what I mean? Too. Because and the rest of the movie is pretty much perfect. And it also doesn't help that like <laughs> I mean, out of my three favorite scenes, two were yeah. not in the movie, and then one was just kind of rushed, rushed. in at the end. I mean, end. that's like, fair. It's yeah. just kinda ah, like it so yeah, but um, well, hey, when that Blu-ray comes out, we'll finally get that deleted dinner party scene. Hopefully, right, I hope so because li- they shot crossed. some of it. Fingers they were crossed. in costume. Yeah, it's well, got to be out there. Well, somewhere. you notice they they did have those costumes on in the movie. There's a scene. It's right after the hunter seeker scene, and Thufer tries to resign, and Jessica's wearing that dress, and the Duke is dressed oh, up. So I don't know if that was the lead into the dinner party, was. or maybe that's all it was. I don't know. But it, that dress is different than all of her other outfits. It no, looks like really a dinner party dress. Yes, so it does. Maybe they it did looks film like it. the dress from the book. Yeah, maybe they did film it, or maybe it was. Who knows? They knew book readers would remember the dinner party scene in her dress, and it was like a little nod to that scene because it's a dope scene in the book. It really is. Yeah, but also the movie is two and a half hours long. I know it's true. And you got you got to get you got and you got to streamline the different houses and not introduce so many. It's true. You know, so keeping it just Atreides and Harkonnen and the Emperor right. and the Fremen, like just keeping it those core right. four. That I helps. totally understand why they cut that scene. Out. Me too. It was just disappointing. It's, yeah, it was really cool. Well, uh, I need to assign. By the way, I loved them. I did really like the movie. Oh, yeah. I thought it was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, Excited for part two. Right, the kind of epic that that makes you want to, you know. It's like that's why you go to the movie theaters. Yes, it's, it's for stories like that, it, mm-hmm. it's, um, for it's, that kind of experience. Right, it was a lot of fun, and it was an original piece of content with good CGI and a good story, free yeah. of politics on either side. You know, just trying to tell the story of the book, and it was just and it didn't make me feel dead inside like Shang Chi at the end. Yeah, that's you true. Know? Yeah, like even though I liked Shang Chi, you know, we don't need to get into yeah, that. That's but that's I know what you mean. Thing. You know what I mean, yes, right? Yes, I do. Like I can, I like Shang Chi. Okay, but it still kind of just made me feel. Empty. Totally empty. <laughs> yeah, empty. Like a lot of Marvel things these right. days. You know? It's true. That's well, a whole other hot take. It is. All right, Ethan, I need to sign, assign you something. And we yeah. missed the opportunity to do a Halloween episode uh, because yeah. I had a respiratory infection. 
I was very sick. Yeah. Completely lost my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like to take the opportunity to do that now. Okay. We just watched Insidious 2. Okay. We've seen Insidious 1. Yes. So before the next pod, I would like to watch Insidious 3. Okay. And then have you come up with a hot take, take about the trilogy. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. I'm cool with that. And that would be our, our, uh, our Halloween late episode. Halloween Well, we episode. could just finish Saw. Well. <laughs> 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 <laughs>